This is Danny Nichols, and you've been listening to the Cloudwatch Reuno podcast. to blame myself.
Hi everybody, that was Danny Nichols' new single, Little Fictions. Now, let's listen into the podcast. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well, very well. You, you seem to be incredibly relaxed for someone who's on tour. Well, yeah, I'm actually at home for a few days between shows, so it's um, it's been quite spread out actually, so pretty chill. Excellent, and this is the Hear Your Voice tour, which is originally for 2020 right yeah we uh we were supposed to go out in april may 2020 um and we rescheduled it for uh april may 21 mm -hmm. and now we're in april may 22 and it's finally, <laughs> finally happening so it's been great to be back out doing the shows and yeah so yeah i, I was gonna say what's that like for, for you as an artist i mean obviously um everyone had to go through that whole lockdown process but as an artist you connect with fans you're out on stage you're performing you're singing your songs your actual songs that you've rewritten on stage and then it just stops oh it was so odd it was so strange um uh, and yeah you know challenging i feel um you know pretty grateful really that my my lockdown and COVID experience in general was, you know, okay, far better than many. And you know, I feel really grateful for that, but I did really worry and, and miss, you know, worry about, you know, paying bills or, you know, I, this is my job. And suddenly yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't make money. I couldn't, I couldn't work. I couldn't do the thing that made, you know, makes it all worthwhile like this is what i do so um so yeah it was a struggle but like thankfully we have technology and i did quite a few um online shows and i got my finally got my setup where i wanted it to be a few a few months into the lockdown and everyone was doing their live streams so um i managed to do a few of those and um and my fans were so supportive i i started putting out some artwork and i did some some other bits and bobs and a li live album and uh, they were just so supportive so they kept really kept me going but um yeah there were some tricky times for everyone during during that period but yeah so you know it feels even better now to be finally back out there and all be together in real life playing these shows so it's good and do you think there's a place for live streams now now that music is making its way back I think so. Um, you know, because you can you can reach audiences that you just can't reach. You know, if they're in, if in, if they're in different countries or if they can't get to a show, um, it's quite nice um, having the option to to do that. And also, maybe live streaming from from live gigs as well to you know extend your reach or um, grow your fan base in other places and and have them be a part of the live experience too. So, yeah, I think it's going to be around in a different way probably less you know I'm not really seeing any live streams anymore yeah. on Facebook or Instagram recently or lately but I don't know I still might do the odd the odd thing to to connect with my overseas fans so it's pretty cool now how did you come up with that monster over here hear your voice oh, oh, it's amazing really thank you um well my my friend Kashana and I wrote that together one afternoon over at her place in Nashville and um yeah it was um 
yeah a very cathartic and um sort of quite a soulful experience writing that song and back in um 2020 it was actually nominated for song of the year at the Americana Music Association Awards and um you know so that was really wonderful to have that acknowledgement and it's a message that we really wanted to um to spread out there you know and and help support um really it's a it's a song uh for 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 voiceless women for people who have a story to tell who for yeah. whatever reason they feel um uh too afraid like they might be silenced or disbelieved or you know that kind of thing and it's just happening so often and so we wrote that song just after the me too movement and also there was some um quite maddening things happening in American po politics, which sort of always seems to be the case, but the there case, was, yeah, yeah um, uh, there was a high profile case where um, you know, a very brave woman came forward with her story and was basically um, silenced and disbelieved. And it, we were very mad about it. So we wrote this song to help, you know, to help anyone struggling with that or who who was you know might have been triggered by that but yeah so hear your voice is anthemic i know and it's you know it's it's a fun one to sing live but there's that message as well so yeah so how does an artist from bedford go to nashville tennessee to record not one but three albums yeah, how, I how did you do that pinching myself about that i'm not entirely sure um the stars aligned i guess <laughs> Um, I, yeah, it was one of those right place, right time um, situations because I, I met a wonderful musician, producer, um, all round great guy, Chris Donahue, um, at a at a show in London. Um, I was going to my first Emmylou Harris concert and he was playing bass with her that night and we had a mutual friend and came out to say hi. And um, I don't know, we just, you know, got on really well. He was so sweet. And he said, yeah, if you're ever in Nashville, let me know and we'll, we'll show you around. Or, you know, if you're playing, let me know. And so literally a few months later, I was I was over in Nashville visiting. It's a place I, I dreamed about going all my whole life. You know, I, I grew up listening to country music and I just yeah. I wanted to hear that music for myself in in that city. So I traveled over and got in touch with Chris and he said, um, great well um, are you playing and I was playing a show and then he I don't know we we got on really well and he said well if you've if you ever want to make a record and um I would you know love to, to produce it so I got straight in there and said let's just <laughs> say that we're going to do that <laughs> let's just say I'm going to do this let's yes, just yes. Let the date in my diary um yeah I seem to be free yeah yeah exactly exactly there was no there wasn't much thinking about it um so that was cool and we did two records together and then you know just through being there I met so many people and everyone there is so warm and um accommodating and supportive and you know they just want to help help you and create it's all about making music it's 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 incredible so you know I'm I've got a very expensive habit of going to Nashville now <laughs> for 10 years back and forth making music and I'm really happy about it so yeah. And what's the main differences that you've seen from your first experience of recording in Nashville? 2013 is when, when the album came out to 2019? Um, you mean, how, how's it sort of... Yeah, yeah, for, for you. I mean, obviously it was a new experience for you. Yeah, yeah. Bit, but now you're an old hand, right? Yeah, I guess I grew up, you know, a bit. I was a wide-eyed sort of terrified rabbit in headlights um young kid from Bedford when I first went and 
just going over time and time again you meet more people and you feel more assured and more part of something and they you know I really feel a, um, a part of something there and uh, I just they, they help me be my best self um, I you know the best of the best are in Nashville Tennessee and so when you're there you either sort of like up your game or you, you shy away from it and I, I always feel like it, it helps me progress as an artist to be there so um, I think yeah I've grown in all the ways just through having that experience and um it's a very different city from when I first started going it's bigger and you know it's the buzz city everyone wants to be there so there are a lot of um little places that unfortunately have been lost along the way because high rises have come in or whatever but that's you know that's progression and it's sad but you know um yeah it's been a, a crazy boom time the last decade for for Nashville but um it's been great to be a part of it so yeah now Another song which is in my top three is Lemonade. Could you please tell us like how do how inspiration struck you That's to come great. up with the words and the lyrics for that song? Lemonade. Um, I haven't thought about that song for a while. I, I don't actually really play it live very often, but um, it. I uh, yeah, I wrote that over this sort of course of a few months, probably. I just had this um, guitar part that I kept picking over and over again. The, the sort of hooky guitar bit um, and then one day the first lyrics just accompanied it came out and um, the lyrics were oh when it rains don't it pour um, and I and the whole thing was built around that really because when it rains don't it pour is you know a saying that we might all know um, but but what else does it mean and it means that maybe something um, in life is is going wrong or you know you're getting overwhelmed with stuff um, but what's the other side of that um, you know so what happens when it rains it helps the plants grow it helps the flowers grow so it's a song about you know looking at the two two sides of life the bad with the good and then um, trying to make the best out of it um, make make lemonade out of lemons I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's where it came from. And like I say, it sort of just came out. It just came out and it sort of evolved over over a course of a few months. Um, but yeah, I like that sweet song. It's um, it's one of my faves as well. Excellent. Now, catch your mind back to when you were a teenager and you told your mom and dad that you wanted to be a musician. What was their reaction? They've always been so supportive and I don't really, really remember sitting them down and like yeah. announcing I think they knew me well and they always knew that I would have a life on a stage in some way because I was always prancing around trying to perform to people and yeah. sing and act and that kind of thing and I did um I did a drama degree and I I thought I was going to go into the theater which I would still love to do but um but music took over and I you know I've just been following that path and they've just been there the whole way, you know, they come to my gigs and they tell their friends about my music and I think they're kind of proud of it. So I'm very lucky that they supported my creative endeavours um, and, uh, yeah, supported me in all the ways over the years. So, yeah, thanks, Mum and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was it about country music that hooked you? Why Why wasn't it pop? Why, 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 why isn't it Danny Nichols rock yeah. star? Well, I mean, it, I grew up listening to country music and rock and roll music and American roots music. So 
even within that, you know, I, my grandmother is, and, and my mom's side of the family, like always, always had Patsy Cline, Crystal Gale, like all the country oh. singers. So that was like the soundtrack of my youth really. And so when years later, and then I, I mean, I went off and listened to pop and take that and Spice Girls and stuff as a <laughs> kid. But when I was, you know, but I also played the saxophone, so I loved oh, no. the big band stuff. And I loved jazz and New Orleans stuff, and it was very eclectic. But there was always this through line of American roots music. And um, when I was older, and um, I, I actually rem- forgot that I loved country music for a long time. And a friend of mine came around my my house one night. We rented out a movie, and it was the uh, the Johnny Cash film "I Walk the Line." And all of this old music from my childhood was playing out in front of me. And I was having a very visceral, like strong emotional reaction. And it felt like home. It felt like coming home to something. And I'd been struggling with like, who am I as an artist? What do I want to do? And what do I want to create? And what space do I want to exist in? And um, after watching that movie and reminding myself of that love of that music, um, I just dove straight back in and discovered the whole world of Americana and all the modern artists making um, American roots music today, uh, Gillian Welsh um, and people like that. And it was a whole new world. And I was like, right, that's it. I'm in. I I just, I'm in. And then very naturally it started flowing. The songs started coming. um, And and yeah, I think my music is still fairly eclectic. There's there's blues and soul Mm. and jazz and and country and you know singer songwriter folk and stuff so um so americana is quite a big umbrella and yeah. i i'm happy to be under that big umbrella because there's quite a lot of freedom within that so um but yeah that's how it sort of ended up this way i guess do you think um great british americana and country and western artists get the respect that they deserve from the the media and the press and the fans here i mean I know a lot, a lot of friends, fans are, you know, uh, I know Garth Brooks is coming, 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 coming to Ireland later on this year. So people are going absolutely nuts. Yeah. But I mean, is it the same? Do you have, have you experienced that, that same, you know, wow, that factor is a British American artist? Really? Um, I think, yeah, that those artists like Garth Brooks are, you know, incredible and they have such a reach and they're quite, you know, mainstream they reach so many thousands of people um and it's a big machine but like there are so many millions of artists like me that are just trucking along and playing our songs to whoever listen and we don't have that you know backing of loads of money going into pr and stuff but as a genre yeah i i think it could do better and i think once people know about it and listen to the eclectic range of people who are within that genre they they tend to love it but um yeah, I don't know why it's not a bigger thing here. I know that you know, like country pop is is a massive thing, and the C2C yeah. is a massive thing. But I think Americana music is also by nature just a little more underground and a little more um, niche and a little more f- folky, rootsy, grassrootsy. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, and, and there are some there are some big Americana artists. I mean, Brandy Carlisle is getting a bigger, bigger, and bigger. You know. Um, but like I say, it's such a big umbrella. So within that, you do have these standout artists. But there is just, I'm happy being, you know, part of part of the 
you know, many numbers of troubadours out there just, you know, bringing my songs to the people and I, I, I'm happy with that. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but it's a tricky one. <laughs> it's a tricky it, one to answer. No, it definitely does. I mean, for, for me, um, I've watched with amazement, joy and awe as the rest of the UK is slowly but surely catching up with the fact that country music isn't what they re remember in their heads mm -hmm. from like way back when it's actually a huge thing that yeah. there's different variations that there's different artists you've you know a whole range of artists there's red dirt country there's bluegrass country mm -hmm. there's you know, you know dirt wave country you know any, any variation of that theme comes mm -hmm. under that umbrella so, so i'm glad that it's slowly but surely coming into the spotlight i, I don't want it to completely come into the spotlight because i was there first yeah well, yeah exactly i know i feel the same it's, it's a funny one why did we do that like that's so true um but but yeah i don't think i'll ever take over like mainstream pop but it's it's doing pretty well and it's it's nice that it's reaching more people and um yeah it's a really interesting debate anyway <laughs> <laughs> now um are you a songwriter whose songs you come out naturally or you do wait for inspiration or do you look at abject fear at a blank piece of paper it's it's different every time i mean i do a lot of co-writing so you know yeah. two, two heads come into the room and they you have a conversation and usually out of a conversation is born a nugget of an idea that could turn into a song which i quite like to do um and when it's just me on my own Usually I'm just holding my guitar and I'm I'm trying to channel the way I'm feeling into music and then the music inspires lyrics and then you know I'll I'll start with a spark and it will just um, go on from there and then some some songs come in a, a quick easy like you know they flow quite easily they come through you almost um, half an hour an hour um, and then some are crafted over months or years and and they they make you work harder so. Yeah, there's really no um, strict way to do it. Um, but, you know, some people sit down every single day, you know, rain or shine or wow. tired or hungover or whatever. They're just, they'll they'll turn up and they'll write um, whether it's good or bad or ugly or whatever. Um, and I wish that I was that person to be more. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Um, I love to co-write because it pushes me to finish the song. But if left to my own devices, I'm... I'm, you know, I'm not lazy. I just, I like that fit of inspiration. I don't, yeah, I, I need to work on my graft is, is what, um, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and it's a, a very Nashville thing to co-write songs because um, mm. you, you'd expect our artists to just sing the songs that they've written, but lots of uh, artists from Nashville sing songs that they've either co-written or... Yeah. Rewritten for them. Yeah, I think um, it's it's more spreading as well, even from Nashville, because it was you know quite a an industry town where you'd get together and write as many songs as you can, and then you pitch them out to the big artists who will then record them. Um, but yeah, I think it's just such a collaborative place that people just like to be together, and they like to um, uh, they like to yeah collaborate and and it because it feels good and usually you get really interesting results as well when you have added um 
consciousness, you know, consciousnesses yeah. and experiences. So um, sorry about my texts. Um, yeah, so I think it's getting more widespread and um, but they do do it well there. You know, they've had years. You do it well. Uh, yeah, it's, well. it's definitely an industry there. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's Music City. It's Song City. It's you know, it's uh, um, a really great space of creativity and and there's an energy in the air that's unlike anywhere else. So, um, yeah, I love it. Some people might not. You know, it's just it's each to their own. Like every every place has its scene and its its yeah. way of doing things. And it just so happens that I'm pretty big fan of the way they do things there. So, fantastic. Now. Um, my third choice that, that I love is my my top three, not yours. We wait to ask about, you know, if you've got fav fav favorites, I would say wish I were alone. Oh wow! Okay, that's so interesting. So lemonade and wish I were alone are the two gentle lullaby esque songs that I I never play live. So that's that's funny. Maybe I have to think rethink that. Um, but yeah, I wish I were alone. Um, I wrote, co-wrote with Robbie Hecht, great friend of mine, such a talent. Um, and yeah, we were exchanging experiences of of um, uh, missing some, you know, missing someone or feeling like you hadn't quite moved on from a yeah. relationship, and um, sort of, you know, that slightly haunted by a person, and and dealing with that but ultimately you're the one letting them be in your brain so there's a bit of a twist um in the song as well so but the listeners will have to check it out and see how that works but um yeah I I love that song as well and um it was quite cathartic you know it was always cathartic to to have a shared experience with another human being and then write a song about it that feels that feels pretty good so um but yeah glad do you glad you like it Excellent. Now, is there such a thing as a happy country song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, people think that it's all, you know, like, oh, my baby left me and I'm, oh, woe is me. But um, yeah, there are so many happy country songs. Um, yeah, I can't think of any right now. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even you know, I love Graham Parsons and he's got some great, oh, yeah. great stuff. And I mean... Uh, Jason Isbell, like yeah. in 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 amongst his heartbreakers, he's got some great ones. Sturgill Simpson, he's great. I mean, Brandy Carlisle, she's you know she's got some rocking tunes and some really joyful, beautiful songs as well. Um, yeah, I think I think there's every shade of emotion in country music. So, so um, is there, for example? This Dan Danny Nichols who's speaking to me now, and the Danny Nichols who goes on to stage, is, 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 or is it the same pers person? Same girl, yeah, same person. I, um, I really, yeah. There's not, there's not much difference. I just, I'm quite open-hearted, and I go on the stage with an open heart, and I just want to connect, and I want to share my humanness, um, and um, I try and keep pretty open and vulnerable because I think that's the way for a connection to happen um so yeah it's me this is me <laughs> <laughs> now I know that you've re-released a new song Little Fictions um 
fantastic. Loved it. Have played it to death. Please let, let us know how, why it, it came about. Um, well, I wrote I, another co-write with a, a great friend of mine, um, Rebecca Powell. She was over in London from, from the States and um, we were just having a real big catch up. We hadn't seen each other for years and it's like, how are you doing? What, what's going on with you? And, you know, our songwriters, we get there, we get deep quick, you know, like we're like, well, this is my entire heart story. Um, and it comes out and then we turned it into a song. But at the time, uh, I think, I don't know if it was, you know, it was just a few weeks before the lockdown and, and, and before everything really went crazy. Mm. Um, in February 2020, we wrote this song. So there was some, you know, stuff in the news that we were worried about, but we just didn't know what was about to happen. Um, and there was just this swirling sense of doubt um, in the air in my in my life and and maybe I can't quite remember it I don't I think it was like more focused on how I was feeling and Rebecca yeah. helped me put it into a song but yeah just just those voices uh niggling away saying this is wrong and this is you should look at this and maybe this isn't right and just really confusing me at the time about all, so many things and I thought well that is just such a human thing like we all let those voices in our heads control us sometimes and um, is there a way to fight back? You know, what what can we do? And so I think, you know, the song is just about um, trying to remind yourself or myself um, that they're just, they're just thoughts. They don't exist. They're not real. Yeah. You as a person can, you can change that around. You can turn that around and you can, you can um, fight against that. Uh, and the worst thing you can do is, is be an enemy to yourself. Or, you know, when, when things get tough in life, um try and be a friend to yourself instead of turning turning in on yourself and, and blaming yourself and um I have a tendency to do that and I think a lot of humans are just quite hard on themselves and I'm not entirely sure I don't think we're fully um supported as young people to yeah to love ourselves um and I think maybe that's changing now but um and that would be good but yeah why not you're, you're all you've got really you know um why not be your own best supporter and friend and so yeah there's all sorts in that song but I think really it's it's a reminder to um to not blame yourself when life does what life does you know um and it, it's quite a a big song um yeah. I hadn't released any new music for a long time so I was like well if I'm going to put this out it needs to be it needs to be a big comeback song <laughs> so um, <laughs> But there's a couple of key changes and there's an orchestra and it's like it's quite cinematic and big and um that's what I heard in my head I was always very excited to record this song because I just wanted it to be quite epic and really hit hit hard so um I think you know the team and I um managed that and I'm really proud of it so I'm you know glad that people are enjoying it fantastic now you've you've heard my top top three but what are the songs that you're most proud of going to? I did that. That's oh, me. So I don't really, I don't really think that way. But actually, Fictions is is up there just yeah. because um, I was really proud of. Um, I think it's the first song that I really took a lead on making decisions on. I've always been a bit nervous to carry the weight of like producing or making those final decisions. I've always had a producer to help me be like, 
uh, I think we should do this. And I'm like, okay. Um, but this time I was like, no, I really want to take control of this um, and I can hear it and I want to try and engineer what I hear in my head to become reality. So, um, and it's, you know, it's a message I'm really passionate about. So um, that's the one. Um, hear your voice is another one. And probably uh, a little redemption from my first yeah. record, just because, um, you know, I just, it's just such a universal um, message that I continue to need. Um, you know, it's a song that's basically saying more of the good stuff, less of the bad stuff. Um, and that so sounds so sort of simple, um, but when it's all strung together like that, I feel like it, it's quite moving and a good, again, a good reminder um, that, you know, to follow that path of love and tolerance and all the good things, um, you know, because it's crazy old world out there. And, you know, um, I'd love to not be able to, I'd love to not have to. Yeah sing that song um, one day but it is a crazy world and um uh if i can you know bring some some light or some raise that vibration or i don't know bring some joy with some music then that's that's what i really want to do so yeah so those are the three i think my from my point of view <laughs> <laughs> excellent now what are the songs that make you dance make you joy mm. Uh, you mean like cover, you know, other people's yeah. songs? Just uh, what, what's on your playlist? What, yeah. what, what, you know. um, well, I've mentioned her many times, but Brandy Carlisle, I mean, yeah. the amount of times I talk about her in my interviews and, um, you know, one day maybe she'll she'll catch wind and be like, oh, hi. <laughs> but um, she really is for so many years just such a great inspiration musically and, and like as a person and, you know, her politics and her heart um I'm just a big old fangirl and every song she's ever done is basically you know incredible there's no <laughs> um and she's got some real rocking ones that I love to just just rock out to um but yeah who else um gosh tricky I mean I love all the the rock and roll music that I grew up with if I want to feel good I'll I'll put like those old rock and roll records on a dance around my living room um but you know other otherwise i mean i i love people like lizzo you know who, who is very much out of the country country genre i but i love i love pop and i love some hip-hop and rap and yeah you know so um and she's just joyous lizzo is just you know again if i want to like really set my day up i'll put on some lizzo and i'll be feeling pretty good pretty quick so um but yeah, but there's just so much. Um, uh, you know, when I'm driving, I like to listen to Gillian Welsh because she she just chills me out, and her her yeah. her songs are just majestic, and her voice, Emily Harris, and um, yeah, so so many artists, aren't there? So, uh, but that's just a little a little idea of the kind of thing that I like. <laughs> Fantastic. Now. Um list of fictions you released but is there on the horizon a nova album coming out um yeah I, hopefully i mean i when i got i went back to nashville in september and um i wrote a ton of new songs oh, and wow. i've got some more that are brewing so um 
yeah, the, I'm coming close to the point where I might have a, a real solid collection to, to sift through and, and maybe try and turn into uh, a new project. But um, yeah, I've got some more touring to do this year. And then once that's done, I think I'll settle into um, new songs, new music and starting to plan the fourth record. So watch this space. It's yeah, I'm working on it, you know. <laughs> Um, Danny Nichols, thank you so, so much for coming on to the Cloud Watcher Uno podcast. It's just been a joy and a pleasure to hear you talk about your music and your life. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this and, uh, you know, I really appreciate the support. So thank you. <laughs>